Hello, everyone. We are Reminder Media, and this is Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name's Luke Acri. I'm the president of Reminder Media, and today... We have a superstar in our midst. We have a killer. He's laughing already. We have a sales guru, killer on the phones. Our very own sales director, Nick Bianco, is joining us. Josh is actually out today. And so Nick is going to join me and we're going to talk about coaching on emotion, specifically when it comes to sales. We're going to talk about how the emotion affects the sale, how you coach on emotion. Nick has a lot of experience with this. And so diving kind of right into this podcast for you guys, kind of give you a backdrop in our experience. You know, we started Reminder Media 15 years ago. Nick and I joined up, what, you joined five years ago? Five and and a half. I joined, you know, like seven years ago. And when we started here, Nick was like one of the four callers on the phones. So we didn't have a lot of sales callers on the phones. We had maybe, I don't know, 70 outside salespeople at the time. So we have now grown to about 120 salespeople across the board. And we have a probably just under a hundred outside salespeople. So I give you that context because I want you to know we have a lot of experience and ups and downs on this journey of trying to coach salespeople and really how the emotion is put into the sale. And today we thought it'd be a great topic to talk about because really what we think separates us in our company here at Reminder Media is what we call the emotional close. We talk about the one call close all the time. You guys have heard on other podcasts, we've talked about the one call close, but this emotional close is something that we try to master and we try to coach all of our sales reps. So Nick, I wonder if you could give us, especially when we think about we have outside sales, which is face-to-face and we have inside sales, but let's start with like, phone reps, you know, what's your thoughts on giving the emotion in the sale? Because it's something that's super tricky to do. It's something we've struggled with in coaching people. Give us kind of your thoughts when it comes to the emotion on the sales call. Yeah. Well, first, hi, everybody. Um, I'm excited Hello, to be here. You guys have been keeping to, me in yeah, a back room for all these, all these episodes. Nick, has, here. So you so guys know, he's to, dying to get I, on this podcast. I finally get to, I got to make a good impression. So I get back actually. So Um, yeah, so we started probably five and a half years ago. I think the one thing that we've learned specific to emotion back then is we didn't, we didn't have much of it. You know, I think when we kind of think about the ones that were on the phones, the reason we couldn't get a lot of reps to stick when they were coming through is we weren't as passionate about what we were doing. Super scripted too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was very, yeah, it was very, um, this is the, exactly how it has to go wasn't really real conversations. We weren't digging into like the needs of the prospect, how we were going to deliver for them. So I think the biggest thing was, you know, us getting passionate. And I think, you know, the four of us that were here at the time getting really passionate about what we were doing, who we were helping, the problems we were solving. I think, I think it starts at the top and I think you have to be passionate from the top and and convey emotion. Um, But when you're talking about reps specifically, over the phone. The hardest thing I think is that you don't get that face-to-face communication. We all know the difference of over the phone versus, versus outside sales is you're talking to somebody over the phone. They're judging you off of your words, your tone, your demeanor, your pauses. And so those sorts of things are so important for a rep to be cognizant of, um, when they're talking to a prospect over the phone, you can't force it, you know, and that's something I think the biggest thing for us is we have to teach them from a really 
early period in their career with, with Reminder Media is they've got to learn the ropes. They've got to see the testimonials. They've got to know how we're helping clients so that they can truly convey it over the phone themselves because we can't force them to be emotional. So I think you've touched on some great points that, you know, when I look back and go, hey, what was one of the huge difference makers for us? It was when we took the approach that, and, and all of you probably listening to this are in sales. So you know in, in sales you have your script and you have your process and you learn it. We were so hyper-focused on the process and so hyper-focused on the words in the script that we lost a little bit of our authenticity. And I shouldn't say a little bit. We never had like kind of our authenticity, <laughs> almost like humanity. Like I remember one of the key things that I used to say to our sales reps all the time. And I don't know if you remember this back in the early days when I was in training. Now, I guess I'm, I'm not out on the floor much anymore. But when I was training, one. yes. <laughs> so when I was training, I would tell people, hey, when they were messing up, I would tell them, hey, if you own this company, if you created this product yourself in your basement, how would you sell it? How would you sell it? And what that did is it caused the rep to start making it personal. It, it made it where it was like, it was not just the words they were saying. They had to think about it through the lens of, hey, you know, is this something that I believe in? If I created this, how would I go about selling this? Now, granted, you got to keep in mind, you can't just let your reps run wild. You have to have processes and scripts. But a key point that I think you touched on was this authenticity that came from really understanding what is it that we are selling and what do we truly believe it is accomplishing for the prospect or for the client, which can tap into that more emotional side. There's a great quote that we found kind of before the podcast by Del Carnegie. He once said, when dealing with people, remember, you're not dealing with creatures of logic, but with creatures of emotion. And talk to him a little bit about, you know, people don't buy on logic, they buy on emotion, and how our process works and kind of how we teach that here in our floor. Yeah, so I think, well, I think logic and emotion go hand in hand. I think logic opens up the door to the conversation yep. a lot. Logic gets people's attention, it gets their interest. But at the end of the day, if you just harp on logic, then people wind up thinking about it too much and they start digging in and really, really kind of trying to dissect it too far. Emotion is simply just conveying to, to them at the end of the day. I mean, we're on the phone right now. We've been on the phone for 30 minutes. We've talked five, six, seven times right now. You're not call, having me call you back over and over again and trying to, to figure out how we can help you for no good reason. I mean, you're doing it because you think that I can help your business right now. So I think that at the end of the day, most reps are all going to say the same thing. Whatever sale you're in, every rep, if it's real estate, hey, I can sell your home for you. Hey, I can help you buy a house. If you're a financial advisor, I can help you invest your money, right? I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's going to say that. It's, it's really, why should they choose you? And I think it comes down to what you just said, which is, why, why are you passionate about what you're doing as a sales rep? And how are you conveying to that, that to them over the phone? And so we, we are passionate here about, you know, with, with real estate agents, you know, specifically, just to touch on that for a second, there's a very high turnover rate. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk to real estate agents, it's 87%. It's, so yeah, those listening, 87% in the first five years fail. Which is staggering. I mean, if it's we insane. told our reps that, hey, you're taking a job right now, but within five years, and I think it's actually within the first two years, it's even higher, but hey, you're going to take a job with us and within two years, you won't be here. You won't be able to make it, right? right. I mean, that is something that they have to take seriously. And so for, for our account executives, our reps on the phone is 
we we have to see that as our mission. Our mission is to wake up every day and for real estate, which is a big industry, a big vertical for us, our goal should be to decrease that turnover rate, right? How can we decrease that turnover rate? And it's, it is about the products and about the industry, but that has got to be something that our reps eat, sleep, and breathe. And whatever sale you're in out there, you've got to be the same way because you're all going to say the same thing and how you're going to solve the prospect's needs and what you're going to do. And you're going to follow up and you're going to deliver an ROI for them. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you cannot sell them on the fact that you are passionate about what you're doing and that you're the one they should go with, you're going to work harder than anybody else out there. They're never going to pull the trigger with you. Well, what comes to mind is that kind of famous sales tip or, you know, features tell benefits sell. Yeah. So there's that tip in, in sales where where what I'm thinking of in my mind right now is like if you're a realtor and you're out there and you're pitching your listing presentation, right? What truly is going to sell the person is not your technical ability to say, I'm going to market you on Zillow. I'm going to market you on Facebook and I'm going to do this much ad spend and I'm going to put this many signs in the yard. All those are good. All those are things that are features of what you're offering to that client. But what truly will sell them is your belief in why you're doing what you're doing, what you've done for your clients in the past, meaning I, the reason I got into real estate, and this is just an example of maybe something that could happen to you. The reason why I got into real estate is because I had a terrible experience selling my home. I had a terrible experience where I lost money. The realtor didn't protect me. It was horrible. And I didn't want anybody, it made me passionate about real estate because I didn't want anybody to ever go through that. And that's why I got into real estate. And that's why I want to help you sell your home because now I've spent my life dedicated to helping people fulfill their dreams by getting to the homes they want to get to, the places they want to get to. And how I do that is through Zillow, through yard signs. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm throwing down? Meaning the emotion there, the story there, there is truly what's selling somebody, not the the features that you're saying you're going to deliver. And that's a mistake that reps make all the time. Our reps make it. They try to sell the features of the magazine, right? And they miss out on the actual benefits of why are you doing this? What is it actually going to bring to the table? The same thing on that point, And I, we're harping on real estate right now, but everybody knows that you're going to walk in as an agent and you're going to say, I'm going to market your house and I'm going to have open houses. And this is how we're going to get this thing to, to sell. At the end of the day, the the human side of it is that person's trying to sell their house or buy a house so that they can start a family, right? So that they can raise their kids, so that they can create memories, right? I mean, they're going to be in that home for five to seven years. And what I think so many reps out there miss, and again, we're staying on real estate, is when you're sitting there at the kitchen table, you're sitting there on the couch with them and you're giving them your listing presentation and you're going through the marketing plan and what the comps in the area are selling for. At the end of the day, so many people, when I talk to them, they miss the fact that there's a couple sitting across from you that has kids that they're expecting and they can't stay in this small house anymore. And if you can't be the one that can paint that future for them that, hey, if you let me sell this starter home for you so that I can put you in the three three bedroom, two bath so that you can raise your kids so that you can have memories, you can get the white picket fence, you can get dogs running in the backyard, spring's coming, you're going to have barbecues back there. If you can't paint that picture for them and get emotional and get excited about you seeing that future for them, you're never going to get them excited about seeing that future for themselves. And you're just going to be another agent sitting there in their living room, in their kitchen, telling them about how you can sell their house for them. Right. The practicality, it's like what we 
constantly even. And this is what I'm going through right now with our webinars. Maybe I've mentioned this on other podcasts so you guys know about it, but I'm so frustrated with our webinars that we do right now because we are so logic-based. We're so analytical. We have so many statistics that, you know, 54% of buyers, 64% of sellers should come from your referrals, you know, that type of idea. It's so stat-driven that we miss the story selling. I always tell people, look, a great way to explain like the logic and the emotion is car sales. There's multiple cars that will get you from point A to point B. That's the logic, meaning the person comes in with a need, right? They need to be able to commute somewhere. They need to be able to get somewhere and they need a car to help them do that. There's tons of cars that can help you do it. A minivan can help you do it. A Mustang can help you do it. But some people drive Mercedes and some people drive Toyota Camrys. Why? Because there's an emotional side to sales that really influences people. So when you're thinking about your sale right now, you know, what really the, the Toyota Camry can help the person get from point A to point B. So it solves the pain. That's the logic. So now you convince them you need a car. Yep. This is why you need a car. You got to get from point A to point B. Now you got to get them emotionally connected. This is why car salespeople want to what? They want to get you in the car. They want to drive you around. They don't want to talk to you and sell you and drive you and, and, and tell you've driven in that car to get you emotionally connected to that car so you can envision yourself in it because you want to maybe look cool. You want to impress somebody, whatever it is. The other thing about car sales, which is so great with emotional closing, is you know what car salespeople do? They keep you there on the lot eight hours. Why do they, they drain do you? They're draining you. The other people who do this, I, and nothing against venture capital people, but venture capitalists do this. They literally, what they do is they present you the best deal. Oh, we're going to buy your company for this. We're going to invest this much in your company, right? And it looks freaking smoking and it looks amazing. Then they go through the due diligence process. And in the due diligence process, they knit and pick and knock down the price, knock down the price, knock down the price, and they wear you out. Almost like in the old like stockbroker movies, they would put you in a air conditioned room and freeze you. Freeze. You know, they, you know, that type it's of like idea. the police in the yeah. interrogation room. But they're tapping into what they know to be true: that human beings make their decisions based upon emotion, not on logic. People get convinced on logic. They get convinced on logic. So that's what our pitch is. Like we have a fifteen minute sale. We're a high velocity sale, but we convince them on logic. Hey. 87% of realtors will, will fail in the first five years. That's very logical. It's not our stats. Go look it up. It's right there, right? It's very logical. Hey, we can help you do this, and here's the proof to help you, or here's the proof to prove it to you. But then to actually close them, we then emotionally close them. So walk through, and, and you know, if you're a realtor listening to this and, and you're a prospect of ours, you, know, you might even experience this from some, one of our sales reps. So just so you know, well, let's walk through <laughs> Give kind me a of call. our I'm emotional- I'm hoping it was a good experience. So. Yeah, yeah. Give us a call. Hopefully it was a good experience. But our emotional close, like we walk through our processes, we intro it in. Then we do this kind of what we do, how we do it, why it works. Then we button that up to make sure they understand there's no questions. We've laid down the value proposition. We then get their questions, which we're looking for the million-dollar question, which is, hey, how much is this? That's the buyer's question. So we then walk them through the pricing, and then we go for the close, basically, by giving them our final thought. So our final thought is still very logical. It's still very proof-driven that it's, hey, if you call your clients, you have success with this. But when they object again and again and again, where do we go to? Yeah. So I, I, Maya Angelou, right? Some, a quote, I'm going to butcher it, right? But it's people aren't going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's sales. That's everything in life, right? I mean, you're going to walk away from a conversation. You folks are going to listen to this podcast today and you're going to forget the words that we said. But if we can maybe inspire you to do something different, right? 
right? You're going to have that feeling that stays with you. So I think that's important. And that's what you were just talking about is that the words, the logic get you on the car lot. It's how did I feel when I sat in that car and I test drove it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's really going to get you to pull the trigger. So our sales process to your question, our sales process kind of follows like the challenger sale. Yep. It's a teach, tailor, take control. And that's a great book. It's a fantastic book. If you're a salesperson, read that book. Um, So basically what 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 it does is we're in an industry where we're calling on on sales professionals that are getting calls from tons of sales companies, mm-hmm. right? Real estate agents, God bless your hearts. I mean, you're getting calls every day from our crew, from others, other, other companies out there, right? And so we really want to start out the conversation teaching you what we're going to do for you, right? Then we're going to take a step back and we have our kind of our discovery phase, which we call our button up, where we're going to learn about you. I think this is really critical, Luke. I think this is probably one of the most critical pieces so that you can tie it into emotion down the road is every agent needs referrals. Every agent wants to stay in front of their their clients, right? Every financial advisor wants people to invest more money with them, right? Be with them for years to come. That, That all makes sense logically. It's what specifically is, is that agent or that financial advisor, what are they running into, right? And then once we get to the end of our process, once we get to those objections and they're saying, I got to think about it, I got to talk to my partner, I got, I'm driving right now, right? I can call me back in a little bit. Those are fine. But really at the end of the day, it's what did that, that prospect tell us early on in the conversation that makes them unique and how can we tailor our product, our service to them? And I think that's where the emotion starts to come out, right? When you can start to really figure out what an individual's struggle is, what their pain points are, where, where their struggle, nobody got into business to be mediocre, right? Nobody got into sales to be just average, right? We got into sales so that we can be top performers. And what I love about that, just to, just you saying that, Think of just how that made you feel right there. I hope it made you feel say good. That, say that on your sales stuff. Like if you're selling other business people, yeah. say that. Hey, no one got into business to be mediocre. You want to be a millionaire, don't you? I want to be a millionaire. Meaning that's emotional. It's not really logic based. I mean, it is, but it's not like something that's, yeah, 54%. If you do X, Y, Z, you're going to be uh, not mediocre. You're going to be a top producer, but it's emotional. Anyways, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's good. Um, but it, it's, it's the, the emotion comes from the connection. Right, the connection with that individual is where you're going to find how do you make them see that picture that you're trying to paint for them individually, right? And that's what's going to separate you from every other company out there, every other sales rep out there, whatever industry, sector, vertical you're in, you're competing with people every single day that are promising the exact same things. What do you bring to a table, bring to the table as an individual that is going to connect with that other person, that other business on a humanistic, individualistic level? that's going to get them to pull the trigger with you. And I think understanding their specific needs and being able to paint that picture for them is a really big thing. One of the things that I'd like to get into, can I ask you? So Luke and I have both uh, here done sales training, right? We've both been sales managers here, (laughs) right? We've done it at different times. So we've had different struggles, but we've shared a lot of it. And I think um, for us, it's one of the struggles has always been coaching reps, right? And so we do a ton of interviews and I, I want to kind of share yeah, how we're I'm hiring. I mean, just so you guys know, we're probably hiring what, 10 people a month, sales reps a yep, month? Between both offices. Yep. So. Yeah. So one of the biggest things, and we can kind of get into it a little bit possibly is, you know, 
how do you know that somebody has the ability to be emotional, right? I, I think I'm a really boring guy when I talk. If I'm not, well, you up, were you were I'm super monotone. analytical. I am, if you right? remember, yeah, yeah. He, uh, Nick was super analytical, and he did really well in our financial industry because he had that flavor of analytics. I like numbers. But, yeah, it likes numbers, but um, but. But what made you separate it or separated you from the pack and has made you so successful is you're able to overcome that your natural tendency is to be more facts based, is to be more statistical, and you add that emotion. So if you're talking to like for us, we're looking for emotion in reps. But if you're a person out there and you're a business owner or you're a salesperson, what are some of the things that you think you can do to bring that out of you? I yeah. mean, techniques, I mean, uh, so I think can, a very practical. A very, very practical. This is how I like when I got here to Reminder Media, I closed on my first day. And the reason it was why all I luck, did, though, it was, right? it was it all was a blind luck. squirrel think, finds yeah. a nut, you know? That's what it was. But the, the reason why I could is because what I did is I took what I used, I'm in a band, right? So, well, not anymore, but I was in a band for a long time. And what you, what you do to practice being on stage is film yourself. You yeah. film yourself, you listen to your tone. You mentioned this at the beginning of, of the podcast, but I think 7% of communication is actually the words you say. The rest is your inflection, your tone, your body language, right? So film yourself. If you're not mm-hmm. recording your listening presentation, if you're not recording your pitch, if you're not actually watching and listening, close your eyes. Listen, because what I love about the phone is you can be whoever you want to be. When I started calling, I called from my house up in my, basically my attic, I'm uh, up in the top room and I was, I mean, it's a terrible image, but I was literally like in my boxers walking around calling. But you know what I, <laughs> you know what I envisioned? I had a tennis ball in my hand. I'm in my boxers. I have a headset on. I envisioned that I was in a skyscraper in New York city, that I had a smoking hot wife that I was, I do have a smoking hot wife, by the way, but smoking hot wife. I was driving a Ferrari. I envisioned that. Now you got to take this with a grain of salt, meaning like it's not about materialistic things as much as it's about what is success to you. Envision that envision that because that's going to come across on the phone and people want to buy from people who are successful. It's all about getting authority and altitude. And if you go into your pitch, what's going to help you is after you've recorded yourself and, and analyzed your tone, analyzed how you're coming across, how you sound, then start envisioning success and record yourself again, and I guarantee you it will have an effect. Uh, if you just smile, if you just freaking smile while you're pitching somebody, that will change your tone. And so what is it, um, Katrina, one of our other old sales reps, not with us anymore, but she used to have a mirror on her cubicle in front of her, and she would watch herself as she pitched. Because she, because if you're frowning, it's going to come across on the phone. And I share this all the time. Radio DJs know this. That's why they smile. Well, through the through yeah. the radio, people can feel it. You can feel that that someone is excited. You can feel that someone's happy. Now you you can only. Here's what I would tell you: If you're hiring sales reps, people can be like rubber bands, meaning they can stretch themselves to do it. But if their natural tendency is to not be emotional, Mm -hmm. they're always going to go back there. And so, you know, just keep that in mind as you come. I'm not saying get rid of those reps that can't be emotional, but the point being is you can stretch yourself, but if your natural tendency, you're just always going to want to go back there. And what we found is you have to be willing to be raw 
emotional speak your mind because in sales, it's all about being direct. No, a hundred percent. I think you're, that's exactly what you need to do. If you're in sales or you're coaching salespeople, the number one training device that we have here is letting sales reps listen to their own phone calls. I mean, everybody is their worst critic. So they get, we get on the phone when we give them a CD or we let them listen to the calls. I hate my voice. I get all that normal stuff. But if they go home and they listen to their calls on the drive home, if they listen to it before they go to bed and the way in in the morning, they're the first one to come up to you the next morning and go, I sound like a fool on the phone. I sound like, I sound like super boring on the phone. They were saying a bunch of stuff. I didn't even, I wasn't even listening to them. I mean, that is everything you've been trying to tell them. They, they don't hear They bring it to light themselves. But then they bring it to light. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the number one thing. And then what we forget too, is we get caught in these traps, right? These peaks and valleys of salespeople. You're going to have a good month. Then you have a bad month, good month. Hopefully most of them are good months, right? But you get caught in these traps where you start to lose it a little bit, right? It's just like life, right? You start to lose a little Mm -hmm. bit of like the flair excitement right there. And salespeople do the same exact thing. They lose that emotion. They forget why they're passionate about it at times and they get in a rut. And so part of it is just reminding yourself, making sure you're doing things like this on a regular basis. One of the, one of the things that I do with reps in the beginning is I make them bring in a picture of somebody close to them. Yes. Right. The same thing that you're saying with the mirror is they're looking at themselves, right? That's a little vain for me, but, um, (laughs) but with, with reps, if you bring in a picture of, and people always go with significant other boyfriend, girlfriend, or their mom, like those are the, those are the two, two people that you go with, right? When they bring in a picture of their mom, what I tell them is pitch to your mom, sell to your mom, right? Because if you're going to sell to your mom, she's going to be the hardest one on you in life. And if you, if you're talking to her and she is telling you, you sound like a fool or that's not how you would say it, or you don't sound excited, you're going to learn really quickly that other people aren't going to be able to buy into that right there. Um, So I think it's something you have to practice. I think it's something you have to be aware of, right? It's not the prospect's responsibility to buy from you. Right. It's your responsibility to help the prospect understand how you're going to help them. And the only reason they don't buy is because the value you've presented does not outweigh the cost in their mind. Right. The pain in their mind it would take to set up the account. Here's what I I do want to just state another application from bringing in that picture because it made me think of Luke Johnson, which is one of our team leads. He's an awesome, awesome team lead. He has pictures of his kids and he has a sign that says, this is my why. Which, you know, when you get into that rut and you're just doing the process and you're just saying your script and your emotion's not in it, your feeling's not in it, he's able to look at that picture of his kids, look at that says, this is my why, and it helps him become emotional to help him close that deal. I want to end with this just because, you know, we are running out of time here, but I want to give you guys something really tangible is that our close, what changed our close, the emotional close, is this one phrase. Can I share from my heart with you? That phrase, when we share, so when we go to the objection and, you know, you acknowledge the objection, you isolate it, you overcome it, right? We all of a sudden realize that, wait a second, we can't convince these people. They're, they're irrational at this point. They're, they're not, they're emotional at this point. Meaning we've convinced them logically, hey, that marketing budget or talking to your partner or whatever the objection is, we've walked through logically how to defeat it right? Oh, you don't need that. But they still say no. Why? Because they're emotional. That's why it doesn't feel right in your gut, right? So, you know, what does that even mean? It doesn't feel right in your gut. That doesn't mean anything, right? So it's not rational. It's not logical. And so what we realized to calm the, because the pressure, all of you know this, if you're in sales, you know this, the pressure is super high at the close and every objection you try to overcome, it even raises the bar more and more and more. Mm-hmm. What we found is being basically being willing to say, Hey, look, no problem. I'll let you go bring down the pressure, but then say, Hey, do you mind if I share something from my heart with you? 
it, it allowed us to connect to the emotion of another human being. And let me ask you this. If someone on the street right now stopped you and said, hey, can I just share something from my heart with you? Would you listen? Of course you would. You're, you're curious. Your, your humanity takes over and goes, yeah, well, what's going on? What, what do you need? I mean, it may be a little awkward, but what <laughs> we found is that everybody started listening to us, which gave us the ability to speak to the emotion that was going on in the mind of that prospect, meaning, hey, I understand where you're at. I understand that this objection, that you don't really need to talk to your partner and you agree with me, you don't, but the fear of the unknown is holding you back, whatever the objection is and working through that, but really just sharing with them, I have camaraderie with you. I'm a salesperson just like you. I'm just like you in my life. I want to see things. I want to make sure that's the right decision. That was the key for us and being able to one call close people, being able to actually get a decision on that call because it became real. It became talking through their emotion and then bringing them back to the logic of the decision where they say yes. So there you have it, guys. There's our podcast on emotion. So make sure you check us out on staypaidpodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Give us a five-star rating, please. Comment comment on the podcast you like. Let us know your thoughts. If you're taking action on the action items we're giving you, comment. Let us know how it's going because we want to share that with our audience and with the listeners so they can learn from it just like we are. So guys, I'm going to close with this, that the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. And the action item I want you to take on this podcast is I want you to take your script and I want you to make sure that you have an emotional close. So what I mean by that is you all get to the process where you're trying to close somebody and it's irrational, meaning they you can't overcome it with logic. If it's a marketing budget, you can't tell them how you're going to save money. They won't listen. It's emotional at this point. Do you have an emotional close? You can easily go to Google and just Google emotional closes and you'll get frameworks that you can look at other people's emotional closes to help you build it to where you can have an emotional close in your arsenal to bring up when the buyer, the potential prospect is just being irrational and you can speak to them in that emotion and hopefully lead them to that yes. So guys, difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 